Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. No, I'm not Dave Koch or Pacinetti, although I am better looking. Uh, but I'm your host, Joe Catrochi, tonight, and uh, I'm coming to you live from the Old Dominion State, not the Garden or Sunshine State, so I'm uh, live from the state of Virginia tonight. So if you hear any hotel room doors closing, it's because I'm in a hotel right now. But besides that, we are coming to you live with... Uh, uh, some very special guests tonight. First of all, we have our own very own Michael Fernandez from uh, the Sunshine State. Mike, welcome. Greetings from uh, the beautiful city of Miami. And from the Lone Star State, we have our producer extraordinaire, Mr. Jeff Williams. Howdy, y'all. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That author's homing signal, and that's not good. Oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and from our fabulous sponsors from DVCResaleMarket.com, we have Marissa Valentin and Derek DeBoer. Guys, say hello. Howdy, howdy. Marissa, Marissa, come on, come on. I was been, I've been on mute. Hi, hi guys. <laughs> She's there. Okay. So I'm listen. here. <laughs> what a start. I was wondering why no one was answering me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. So we're going to talk a little bit tonight. We have our DVC sponsors on tonight, and of course, who doesn't love DVC more of this show than this guy right here? So. Uh, Tonight we're going to talk about, a little bit about uh, Disney's Riviera Resort. Uh, a lot of uh, you know rumors have been coming out lately about it. There's been a lot of speculation about what the points are going to be worth, the averages, uh, the different types of rooms, uh, the Skyliner being, uh, you know, having that resort being serviced by the Skyliner, the Skyliner almost being, uh, you know, done to completion. It's been uh, it's been in the news. Uh, and also, too, is there's been a lot of uh, emails going around to D uh, DVC members about uh, the sales of uh, Riviera and also for sweepstakes that are out there. So I figure this would be a great time to bring our sponsors in and uh, to talk a little about Riviera. So uh, first of all, uh, Disney's Riviera Resort, it's uh, 300 vacation homes. Uh, it's going to be Disney's uh, DVC's brand new uh, timeshare uh, resort. Uh, it consists of eight floors. Uh, it's going to have uh, deluxe studios. It's going to have a one-bedroom, two-bedrooms, three-bedroom grand villas, and also tower studios. And a tower studio is something that's a little bit different that we haven't uh, seen, I don't think, in any other DVC-type uh, room or resort. So uh, looking at these types of uh, rooms, and uh, I was looking at a DVC website, and I noticed that there are 36 different categories of rooms for this resort. So I want to uh, break it down and ask our uh, esteemed guests here, Derek and Marissa. What do you guys think, first of all, about the types of rooms that are this that are going to be offered at this resort, and what do you guys think about the amount of different variety of rooms that are going to be offered at this resort? Well, I'll I'll kind of just talk just as a um, Floridian right here, meaning that you know Marissa and I pretty much live about 15 to 20 minutes from Walt Disney World. So you'll have to forgive us if we're shaking because our temperature is gonna dip down to about uh, the low 60s. Um, so we're going through our super, super brutal winter down here in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can tell you just personally, I always forget when I'm driving around 
that when I drive by it, it, it just, it's very, not jarring in a bad way, but I'm just not used to seeing buildings that large on Disney property. So for me, that's probably the thing that I'm most kind of getting used to because it's not just the Riviera that they're building that's huge. It's also the new tower over at Coronado Springs. And so you're kind of looking around saying, man, this whole skyline for being down here at Walt Disney World certainly is changing a whole lot, especially with Riviera opening. Um, it's There's definitely a lot of excitement around here for it, for sure. Yeah, and I think for rooms, I mean, they kept the classic, the, they're very similar to any other DVC resort. They did add a tower studio, which is supposed to be a lot less in points compared to the other rooms. And then what it looks like they did overall in terms of like categories is they just added a lot of different options for like accessibility, whether that is wheelchair accessibility, hearing accessible. So they just put a little bit more focus in those things where, because I think with technology and all of that, they're able to do that with the newer resorts where maybe they didn't specify it as much in the older resorts. And that's one of the things that um, stood out to me and I wanted to bring up about the different types of room was is I've never, and I, I feel like I travel a lot. I'm currently recording from a, a you know a, a hotel room right now and I travel quite a bit for work. And I never really heard of hearing impaired uh, you know, studios or studio rooms. And uh, those, according to the DVC website, you know, consists of a visual alarm, visual door knock or doorbell, visual telephone call alerts, telephones with volume control, electrical outlets that are near the telephone jack, and TTY is available at check-in. So I think that's kind of cool that uh, for guests who are, you know, hearing, you know, impaired, they have options for you as well. So that kind of makes sense why, I mean, they really break down these rooms by, you know, hearing impaired rooms with, you know, uh, a roll and shower or a roll and shower theme park. I mean, they get very specific on the types of rooms that are offered, but I think it's pretty cool that they're kind of moving to, this is like the next, you know, the future of rooms, you know, for persons of all, because Disney is very accommodating to all guests. And this is definitely a step in, in, in the next direction for accommodating guests of, of all uh, disabilities. And I think yeah. that it's, it's all made possible too, guys, you know, just because they're building this one from scratch. Right, you know, they're taking an existing resort and they're having to redo old hotel rooms and turn them into studios. And how do we put a studio or a one bedroom where there used to be a regular hotel room? Okay, this one's not big enough to call it a normal one bedroom. So we're gonna call it like a value studio. So for DBC, you know, to literally be able to kind of build something from the ground up, I think that's what's pretty, pretty exciting about it. And that's why you're able to see so many room options because again, you know, when guests want something, DVC is such a huge part of the Disney company that when guests are saying, hey, you know what, it would be great if we had this, it would be great if we had that. The fact that they do actually listen is very, very exciting to see that. So yeah, that's awesome stuff. Yeah, speaking of the different types of rooms, what are your guys' first impressions as, as people who used to, you know, worked for the company and now this is your profession, this is what you do, that you're in the business. What are your first impressions on the, the, the new type of tower suites? <laughs> that seems to be the buzz that's going around right now. I think what they've noticed is like, there's a lot of people that are DVC members that are maybe not traveling with kids. Um, in fact, it's a lot, like just from my time working for Disney, there were a lot of guests that would come, just two people. So they could really capitalize on that by building more of those, but not drastically lowering the point chart for those so they can fit a lot more people in a smaller space. So I think it's smart ec economically for Disney because it just allows them to get more value out of that build out of that resort. Yeah, and, and, and I also think too, you know, folks always ask us, they're like, hey, you know what, what are the most popular rooms? What are the hardest rooms to get? Honestly, at every single resort, you will find the hardest rooms to get are always going to be, A, of course, studios, 
And then it's going to be your standard view studios, right? So it's going to be the ones with the least amount of points. It's going to be the ones that have the worst views because folks want to stretch out their points as long as they can. So that's why I think I like this option of at least they definitely listen to folks and said, hey, you know what? We just want this resort may look amazing, but you know what? What's the least amount of points that I could use to stay there? And just to prove that point, that's why I say Animal Kingdom is always such an incredibly popular resort. And we sell so much Animal Kingdom because a lot of those folks see those points for those value rooms, right? So those value room studios that you can get at Animal Kingdom and really stretch your points. That's a that's a huge, huge selling point for people. Now, speaking of stretching points, um, the Derek sent me an article that I thought was pretty interesting. You know, the averages of what uh, Disney or people are estimating what the points are going to be cost per night uh, at Riviera. And as we're speaking of the Tower Studios, it says an average of 15 points a night. That means it could be a little bit lower. It means mm -hmm. it could be a little bit higher. Now, as somebody who travels with my wife, this is something that would appeal to myself mike now you travel you know just you and your wife right now would an average of 15 points a night and i know you own at i think copper creek right you said that's your home resort. Copper, yeah correct now would, would trading at the seven month window to um riviera at around 15 points and i give or take a few points here or there would that be something that would appeal to you as just you and your wife traveling to disney now originally i thought i was at 20 now that you tell me 15 and i, I saw the article at 15 maybe at 15 or, you know, drop 14, 15 around there. I, I, I could see us staying in there. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of times we use a room just to sleep and it's only just us two. Uh, I mean, if you look at the cash value of that room, it's ridiculous. It's around $500 a night. <laughs> it's like insane. So maybe, you know, 15 points a night, it, I don't see that as like a loss, especially for just like two nights or something like that. Or maybe a split stay where you're, you know, you just come in for one night. I think that's a, a pretty decent price point for that, you know? And it's small. I mean, again, when you look and we were able to get this info from our friends over at dbcnews.com who always have great, great stuff. You can kind of see the floor plans of it. I mean, these are these are small. I mean, there, there's no dedicated bed. I think that bed is being pulled out of the wall. <laughs> so your living area is, Okay, and then you know when it's bedtime, you got no living area. You're going to be hanging out on your on your bed watching yeah. the TV. But if you're fine with that and you just want a place to crash, which is such an interesting concept because it is that kind of what we found, you know, talking to folks for you know 20 years about Disney Vacation Club is what they love about it is the fact that you're almost a level above the deluxe category. You know, so even yeah. if you're staying at a Disney Vacation Club resort, it's the fact that you have this amenity of saying. I have a studio. Oh, but my studio has got, um, you know, a little refrigerator. It's got a microwave. It's got a coffee maker, blah, 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 all this. If I'm in a one bedroom, forget it. I've got the jacuzzi tub, the washer, dryer. That's what kind of takes your vacations to a whole new level. So this to me is a very, a very interesting idea because it almost brings in more of that, not a value feel, but it definitely does at a resort that again, people have yet to, to go inside and step inside to see. My, my guests would be willing that on land when you're going to take tours uh, direct from Disney, um, that they're probably not going to show you what a tower studio looks like. They're probably <laughs> going to show you a deluxe studio, a one bedroom and a two bedroom. <laughs> a tower studio might show you a couple of pictures of it, but very interesting stuff. Let me ask this, um, outside of like a Japanese uh, <laughs> hotel, uh, have, we, have you guys ever seen anything like this in any other timeshare uh, in the United States? I have not. I have not. No. Yeah. 
No, because that's the that's the whole point. Is like you know when we talk to folks, and that's the thing. It's like okay, guys, remember your last hotel room. Where'd you stay? Oh, we stayed at you know the All Star. We stayed at you know Pop Century, and then boom, you show them what a one bedroom or even a studio looks like, and their eyes bulge out of their head, and they say, "This is where you can vacation for less money than what you're spending now." But now it's almost like. Well, remember your room at Pop Century? Well, take away the bed, <laughs> put it in the wall. It's going to be a lot of points, and so yeah, it's just a, it's a very interesting thing. But again, not to say it won't be popular, because I bet you any money, the first rooms to go will be those tower studio rooms for yeah. sure. For yeah, sure, for sure. It's going to clear up more space on the regular studio. So let's right. hope. Let's hope. Now I don't know if you guys, Merce and Derek, if you guys have seen the. I guess artist rendering of um, the tower suites or tower studios compared to the the deluxe studios, it's like even the decor looks different. It looks like night and day difference between how the tower studios are decorated, and then you go to a deluxe studios, it looks like like a Grand Floridian type room. Like they look like they're two completely different resorts. And I know they're just renderings, but right. they look completely different. Like they're like they really are trying to separate the two. I think they're going to be it popular because feels of. Yeah, sorry. It almost feels like the towers have like a little bit more of a modern feel, mm -hmm. uh, like almost more similar to Bay Lake Tower versus the rest does have kind of like a throw to Grand Floridian in a way. Absolutely. Hmm. It's got a lot of bookshelves, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm kind of looking at the at the picture now on the official DVC website, you know, I'm kind of looking at the tower studio and I'm like, that that's it. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I, so that's the living room. Okay. And then the bed comes out over that. And then, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting thing. And I've had people ask me, you know, say, Hey, what do you think about, you know, Derek, you've been a member for like 20 years and blah, blah, blah. What, what do you think about the decor? Um, and like any resort, I think it's all definitely a personal preference because for every resort that I will say, I love this resort because of X, Y, and Z. I will have a ton of people say, you know what? I do not like that resort for X, Y, and Z. So for me, this, just the decor overall feels like a little bit mix of almost like, I hate to say it, like modern with Bay Lake Tower mixed with Grand Floridian. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a European feel is what I think that they're going for according to their website. <laughs> and Marissa, what, what are your thoughts on the design of the resort? I mean, I know for myself, I agree with Derek. I, I, I think it's almost like a, a Grand Floridian type resort. I mean, what are your thoughts? You know, you guys are down there, you're down there more than any of us are down there. What, from what you've seen, what do you think about it? Yeah, so I think like what made Grand Floridian so special was the fact that they did like, they really went clean and new and on trend, but they also kept it very classic, which they're very much doing here in Riviera. What I feel that they're missing, and this might be something added in that the renderings don't show, is the cute little things that Grand Floridian has of like the trundle bed that has Dumbo inside. They're missing, I feel like that side of it where Riviera doesn't quite resonate with the Disney classic feel that Grand Floridian does. So I can see where they're going. I think so many people love the feel of Grand Floridian because it's just bright and on trend and very like clean, but also feels like a luxury hotel. I think that was their vibe here. I just feel it's missing just those Disney touches to it. Now, if, if, if you guys were to think of Disney characters, or hence I see even an IP, obviously Grand Floridian, you think Mary Poppins. That's the right. first thing that comes to my head. They, right. they incorporated that very well into the villas at Grand Floridian. What do you guys think for, if they were to tie something to this resort, what, what so do you I think? would be the best ones. With Riviera, I, I've heard, and Derek, correct me on this one, yeah. have you heard it's both like 
a throw to Mexican Riviera because it's next to Caribbean Beach, but I've also heard it's a throw to Europe. So with yeah. Europe, and you can see in some of the pictures, they have Marie from the Aristocats. So you can see, like, they're throwing in some of the French characters, but mm. I've heard both sides where it's both Mexican Riviera and the European Riviera. And, and everything on their website and all of their marketing materials that I've seen so far, too, they're using a lot of Walt. Like, they're using a lot of Walt, not to promote timeshare per se, but using a lot to talk about, you know, how much Walt Disney liked to travel in Europe and how much Walt Disney liked to do all this. So everything on their website, right, because it is just kind of a fine line because you're in this big, giant building that they keep saying is promote, you know, European excellence and uh, blah, blah, blah. But then you're looking across and you're at Caribbean Beach, which is right there. So... I think for me, and again, this is just a personal thing, and that's why we've always loved being able to kind of come on your show, is because we don't we don't have to tout the company line. We can kind of just say, hey, listen, based on our experiences of doing this for, for as long as we have, we're going to have some personal preferences. And, and for me, the size of it is almost what not scares me away, but what turns me off is it's too big. Because it literally, I could look at it from the sky and when I'm driving and say, that's literally the same size as Wyndham Bonnet Creek, which is right over there. So you're gonna be in here if you're up on an upper level. And I think that's what you're gonna lose. And just again, just in my opinion, is you're gonna lose that immersiveness that you get when you stay at the other Disney Vacation Club resort, say the original 14, right? Where you could sit on your balcony and look outside and not see the real world. There's no way that you can sit out on your balcony here and not look at I-4 and not see traffic and not see, you know, other existing hotels. And so for me, it's always been that immersiveness of when I'm at the Polynesian, which I'm going to a week from Friday for one night, so I cannot wait. I love being at the Poly and I don't have to see the real world, right? I mean, I, I could look across and just see Cinderella Castle or I could be at the Grant or I could be at the Boardwalk and Beach Club, park my car and not even have to look at another car. It's that complete immersiveness that I think for me, despite how nice and clean the rooms may be on the inside, I think that's what I'm gonna have. Probably the, the biggest difficulty is because I'm gonna feel like I left that Disney bubble that I love so much that I don't wanna see the real world when I'm there. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they're able to kind of keep people inside that bubble. <laughs> And that's interesting that you said that because, I mean, how many times I've been to the Contemporary or to Bay Lake Tower? And yes, you do, when you're looking at the Magic Kingdom, you do see a little bit of the backstage area and like some, of the, some of the apartments back there. But if you look straight ahead over the Grand Floridian, that's nothing but trees. That's that's uh, mm -hmm. Palm and Magnolia. That's, that's, that's you know, woods, essentially. Same mm -hmm. thing, you look behind you. You'll see, yeah, you'll see the... Um, uh, so the Ritz Carlton, you'll see yeah. behind you. You'll see the Ritz Carlton, and you'll see the Eye of Orlando way in a distance. But besides that, you're getting a lot of, of wilderness. So that's a really good point I never really thought of. Is that like, even at the Contemporary, you still get that immersiveness. But yeah. this resort is going to be a lot closer to I four. It's going to be a lot closer to, you know, downtown uh, Disney Springs, where you'll see yeah. all the Disney Springs resorts. Like I never really thought about that. About about you know, yeah, keeping the immersiveness. Which is not a bad thing, but I mean, I'm still trying after 20 some years to get over when I'm walking around World Showcase to still get used to seeing the swan and the dolphin. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I always try to block them out of pictures or close them in my hand or something. I'm like, no, I just want to stay immersed in this little world here. So, yeah, that that to me is is going to be the most interesting thing because, of course, it's going to be Disney magic and it's going to be, you know, right when you walk in and when you're in that resort, it's going to be fantastic. And I'm sure when you're by the pool. All of that's going to be incredible, but you know, there's just a lot of 
unanswered questions, which hopefully I can't wait to see how, of course, the gondola system is going to work and everything else. So it's a, it's a, it's a big one. So now I want to touch base on, we talked about a little bit about the rooms. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what everybody's reactions are to them. But I want to talk about some of the amenities that are going to be uh, over at, uh, at Riviera. And uh, a couple of things will be, you know, a big thing in Disney World is obviously restaurants and bars and lounges. And uh, some of the uh, restaurants that are listed, uh, they have one that's going to be called Topolino's, which I guess is Italian for Mickey Mouse. Uh, and it's listed as a rooftop signature restaurant. Uh, and it will feature authentic dishes infused with French and Italian flavors and will offer views of nighttime fireworks spectaculars of, of Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, and it just says, additionally, guests wanting to begin their day with a uh, character can visit T uh, Topolino Terrace for a Disney character breakfast inspired by the Riviera. So looks like their signature restaurant's going to be a mini top of uh, mini California grill type uh, yeah. restaurant. What are your guys, uh, first, let's start with uh, Mike. Let's get your opinion on this. What do you think, uh, is this something that you're going to be interested in? Uh, yeah, eventually. I mean, I, I like to have views of the parks from different, like, levels. That's why I love California Grill so much. But the thing that makes California Grill so great that I think this one's going to be missing is that you're so close to the park that you're you're advertising the fireworks. You know, this one's not that close to the other parks. So it's like you do have 360 view. You're going to be able to see all three, but it's not going to be like right above the Magic Kingdom or right above Epcot. So it's like it's a cool concept. Also, like fancy Italian food is not like really my forte. Marissa, what are your thoughts on this on another uh, rooftop restaurant? That seems to be the trend lately that Disney's going with. Yeah, I mean for me being local i think it's cool because we always we do more times in the restaurants than we do oftentimes in the parks or even the resorts so for me personally and probably a lot of people who are local are excited about that part of it because it's a new restaurant you can go to with the disney experience and something to see while you're there too so yeah i don't think anything can compare to california grill because of course the magic kingdom fireworks are literally right there but i think it's going to be something unique and special that'll be a fun new restaurant at disney and maybe alleviate some of the reservation issues at some of those main resorts as well derek what are your thoughts on this yeah i mean i basically back up what she says just being being local we love it because you can basically have the most amazing dinners whether you go to you know animal kingdom and or whether you go to the grand floridian or whether you go to you know any place around here is 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 fantastic i don't think it'll even come close to the california grill of just i mean food wise it may be great but i think you're just talking a whole different ball of wax i mean the california grill has it um, where, you know, you're up there and you're right next to the Magic Kingdom that I think there is a big difference when you're able to watch fireworks that close over the most visited park on the planet Earth and you're right there at Cinderella Castle, whether you, you know, eat inside the California Grill or walk out on, on the balcony. Um, I'm sure it'll be stunning and I'm sure hopefully they'll do something where they could time the music and everything else to go with it. So, uh, as a local, I, I think it'll be great. I mean, I'm sure it'll be part of the Disney dining plan, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see and definitely going to be a great restaurant. I just don't think that it could ever come close to, I mean, nothing's going to dethrone the California Grill in terms of location. It just it just can't happen. And some of the other things they have listed here as well, they have uh, Prima, uh, Prima Piatto. Um, it's going to be a quick service location, uh, going to be located near the uh, the pool. Uh, there's going to be Bar Riva. It's going to be an open-air pool bar, which would be kind of cool if you're hanging up by the pool by day to have uh, you know an open-air uh, 
you know, bar to get some drinks. Uh, some other some other things they've listed here is they have the uh, Le Petit Cafe, which is going to be a coffee bar by day, but a wine bar by night, which seems to be the new trend as well. Uh, even though the wine boom kind of happened like 10 years ago, Disney's finally getting the uh, <laughs> you know, the info on, you know, wine bars are kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And they're having more things at the resorts, which is always great for us that are staying local, uh, you know, staying on property. Yeah. And they're also going to have the Voyager's Lounge. And this is what Derek had brought up before about incorporating more of Walt into the resort. Uh, and this is listed as it's going to be located next to the Le Petit Cafe. And it's going to be a featured uh, collection of uh, decor. Uh, it's going to be featured uh, decor inspired by a collection of book titles that Walt Disney gathered uh, from his 1935 European Grand Tour. So as some of, uh, all of us who are fans of Walt Disney and his works, this is hopefully will be a great lounge to hang out at, have some drinks, also pay homage to you know, Walt Disney and his travels and maybe see some cool photos of him or who knows what they'll do with this. It could be endless uh, for, the, you know, for what, you know, for design-wise, what they could do with this. And there's nothing, you know, you could never underestimate just the power of just honestly a great relaxing pool bar, you know, that so many of the resorts have, you know, so many people, some of their best times that they had during the vacation may not be when we waited in line for three hours to ride this three minute ride. It might be just the afternoon that they, you know, maybe hung outside at the beach club pool and just, you know, relaxed and had a drink and had lunch and stuff. So having those great locations is always key when it comes to a big resort. And I'm just curious how big these are. So that's what I'm I'm very curious and excited to see because this is a huge resort. So when I look at like that La Petite Cafe better be huge because I know how people are with their mugs in the morning trying to get their coffee. So yeah, it better be a, be a big old place. <laughs> now, what do you guys, um, I want to get all of your opinions on this from what we see with the, with the decor, the type of rooms that they're offering, you know, the, the deluxe tower studios are just for two, you know, two people, um, the rooftop bars, the wine bars. Do you think that this resort is going to attract more for adults and couples rather than the families with strollers and the small kids? I mean, I know I've always been a big proponent of, you know, I always want to see DVC do like an adults only resort because I don't have any kids. And I don't think my wife and I are going to have any kids. So I've always been one saying, I like to have an adults only resort. However, like that's never going to happen or never say never, but it's not happening right now. But do you guys think with the totality of everything, the theming, what they're going to be offering, is this going to be more of an appeal to the adults only crowd or to the family's crowd or a little bit of both? Well, um, I, I would honestly like to think that, you know, because again, when it comes to probably, you know, polarizing resorts, I've always said that um, there's never been another resort, and I don't think there will ever be another resort that is more polarizing to people than the Grand Floridian. And I say that because we've talked to thousands of people over the years, and you either love the Grand Floridian, or you're one of those people that say, Derek, Marissa, I'm sorry, we're just not quote unquote Grand Floridian people. So I think, you know, despite the fact that there's children and despite the fact that, of course, there's kids' pools and things like that, um, I don't see them going, you know, any harder than they are uh, like they did at the Grand Floridian, which, again, they even made changes to it when DVC came by adding that whole, you know, kids' pool and all that. I don't see it being more of a, a you know, adult-type place. I think definitely with those tower rooms or definitely draw some adults there. But I think, honestly, at the end of the day, if, if you're a family... And let's say I'm a DVC member and I could say, I'm going to go on vacation next year. And hold on a second. I just looked online at seven months out and I could pick any Disney Vacation Club resort to stay at, honestly. And we're not just saying that because of the company we work for. I think they're going to pick one of the original 
ones that are down there at Walt Disney World, right? One of the original 10, they're gonna pick the boardwalk. They're gonna pick the beach club. They're gonna be on the Magic Kingdom monorail. So despite, you know, the novelty of having, oh, well, there's a, you know, uh, the, the, the whole Skyliner system and all of that, I think families at the end of the day, if they had their choice and they're pushing a stroller or even people without kids, you know, where do I wanna be? Do I wanna be on a resort where I could just take a boat to the Magic Kingdom or hop on the monorail? Or do I want to be at a resort where I could walk to Epcot or take a boat to the studios or even walk to Galaxy's Edge when it opens? So you're always going to have those people, and Marissa can definitely attest to this, that when a new resort opens, it's almost impossible to get in to the new resort. Because what happens, everybody that doesn't own that resort, everybody wants to, quote unquote, take the new bike for a test spin. You know what I mean? I just want to try it out. And most folks wind up going back to one of their original ones that they love maybe more than the new one. So we see it happen time and time again. So I can't wait to try it, but I know where I'll be going back to. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I have a toddler right now. So my fear is the gondola system. <laughs> <laughs> I thought if it doesn't get me there fast and quick and I have to wait in line for a long time, that scares me a lot. Um, so I think like if again looking at that from like a kid point of view maybe when my son gets older we'd be more interested saying somewhere like that um, but looking at it like right now I would say I'll definitely go there for character dining but not sure I'd stay there yeah I think that's the million dollar question is how is this Disney Skyliner going to be received there's yes. so many yeah and so I think that will have a huge effect on the whole hotel yeah. itself because if, if, if it's not received well, I think that's oh. definitely going to affect a lot of things. And that's one of the things I wanted to bring up next is, is how do you guys, and if it's if the Skyliner is not received well, you know, will this resort sell well? So my question to you is, as both licensed, you know, real estate, you know, and professionals and what you guys do is how do you think that this resort is going to be received? Do you think it's going to be like, for example, when the Polynesian came out? People were waiting to buy Polynesian. When mm -hmm. Grand Floridian came out, people were waiting to buy Grand Floridian. Do you think that there's going to be a similar anticipation? For, I know you guys are in a resale market, but do you guys think there will be a similar uh, anticipation for this resort when it comes online? So we actually, I mean, I know from myself, just working for Disney for years, I'm still very close to a lot of the sales guides who work directly for Disney. Yeah. And that's one of the big things that I've gotten feedback from, from a lot of my friends that are there is exactly that. I mean, Copper Creek, it definitely died down a lot. And I was actually still with Disney at the time of launch of Copper Creek. And the wait list I had, or the list of leads I had of people who wanted to buy Polynesian versus Copper Creek was like day and night. I mean, people were lining up for Polynesian and Copper Creek. People were like, okay. Um, it looks like they're having that same feel for Riviera that people are excited to see the new stuff about it. They're excited because it's all so new. That, the gondola system, the new lands at Hollywood Studios, it's just not known yet. So I think a lot of that being unknown, people aren't jumping on to say, I need to be notified the day Riviera opens. And that's what a lot of the sales agents direct are telling me as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I would back her up a thousand percent. I, I, I remember working when right before Bay Lake Tower went on sale and it's kind of a famous story because DVC wouldn't say that it was going to be Disney Vacation Club and that building literally was almost done and they refused to say it was Disney Vacation Club. Like still, to the, people knew that it was going to be DVC 
but they wouldn't acknowledge that it was Disney Vacation Club, even when it was almost done. But like Marissa had to, we had so many people, because again, that was the first resort that was on the monorail. We had wait lists that were like phone books. I mean, literally, you could just go through, and that day that it went on sale, people didn't care. Just get me points at Bay Lake Tower. And the same thing happened again, when the Grand Floridian, because they finally said, oh my God, the Grand is my favorite. So the Grand sold out faster than they even expected it to. They kept trying, and Marissa can back me up on this, they kept trying when we would be out on these ships selling it, they would try to put the brakes on it and they would like not give any discounts on it. They would Everything say, was on Alani. Everything Alani. was on the Polynesian. It was like, stop selling the Grand. You know, there's no discount on it, but people wanted it. And the same thing with the Polynesian, because again, there will never be another resort directly across the water from Cinderella Castle, right? You just literally cannot build another resort unless they build on that island that's right there in the middle, but that's not going to happen. But there's never going to be a, another resort like that. So, yeah, I mean, for me and from everyone that I'm talking to, I, I think it is a lot of that, like, kind of like, oh, what resort is that? Oh, is that the one? Oh, that's going to be the moderate DVC resort. Or, oh, is that that big building that's right off of I-4? So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of strange. We don't see a lot or don't hear a lot of that, you know, built-in excitement that normally happens because I think they're like, like you guys said, there's so much unknown. And I think that Skyliner is a huge unknown because they are going to use that as their number one selling point, right? That is going to be like, it's got the Skyliner station that's right there. And, but until folks experience what it's like on a super busy day, or if it's raining or if it's not operating and what's going to happen and they'll say, Man, I wish we just would have stayed at the Polynesian. Not we could have just taken the monorail over. I wish we could have stayed at Boardwalk or the Beach Club. So it'll be interesting to see because I don't think there's ever been another resort, honestly, in the history of Disney Vacation Club that's got more question marks on it, I think, than this one. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out for sure. Now, now Mike, now Mike, you are a new Copper Creek owner within the last what few months? Maybe six yeah. months. Yeah, six months. Are, so as exactly. yeah, somebody who just bought Copper Creek, mm -hmm. would you turn back the clock and go for Riviera if you knew what you knew now? Or are you happy with what you purchased? No, I'm I'm a hundred percent happy with what I purchased. That's yeah. like one. It's one of my favorite resorts, and there was no question on buying Copper Creek. I think I would have been a little bit more disappointed if I would have bought into Riviera instead of a, a hotel that I knew already. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yep. I know everything about Wilderness Lodge. I, I know that's dining. I know it's location. So, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think that that's another part of that question mark in the big unknown with Riviera. And I think it's going to, it'll be a true telltale this next like six months of selling with Riviera is, I mean, when you buy Copper Creek, you can go and say, okay, I've got it. I've got a great location right next to Magic Kingdom. And then if I ever in the future, let's say I needed to resell it, which I mean, we see both sides of this. We're not just seeing people buying it, but we also see people selling their membership, whether it's financial hardship or whether they've come to Disney for 25 years and they're worn out and they're ready to pass it on to the next family. The beauty of DVC, and that's what's made this such an incredible product, is the fact that people can sell this. And most timeshares in the timeshare industry, people can't give it away. With Disney, there's such high demand for it. So that's kind of been the beauty of a DVC product. So owning like Copper Creek that you just bought, it's great in 10, 20 years from now, if you want to resell, there's going to be a demand for it. The scary and kind of unknown thing with Riviera is really going to be those people who maybe didn't do any research at all and go and buy Riviera. And let's say 10 years from now, they get in a situation where they do need to resell. Yeah. Well, somebody buying in 
if they buy resale Riviera, they can only use it at Riviera nowhere else. So the value, I mean, the value when we go to resell it is going to be drastically lower than the initial 14. So I think a lot of people who have done their due diligence and research when it comes to buying into Riviera are going to question, is it worth me paying, just throwing out rough example numbers, right? Worth me paying $200 a point for something that if I needed to resell 10 years from now, I might get $50 a point versus the opposite that we're seeing happening with the 14 resorts. Mm -hmm. And Marissa, you took the words right out of my mouth. I wanted to get you guys take on with all the new restrictions. Do you think that it's going to affect the sales? And if it does affect the sales, as, as you guys used to work for the company, you guys so you still have contacts in the industry. Yeah. Do you think do you think Disney is going to monitor that very closely? And if it does affect it, just say like they're reaching out to prospective members. Oh, why don't you want to buy Riviera? Well, I can't resell it. I can't resell it. Do you think they would ever re... And like I said, I don't want to put you on the spot. Do you think they would ever maybe reverse that if it affects the sales that much that they, you well. can't sell it? Do you think they would ever go back on that? They just reversed the point chart, so never say never, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which we've never seen them do. So, I mean, I think it's all about who's Disney with DVC. There's a lot of people in charge, and that's kind of always revolving and changing. And they seem to bring about new changes depending on who's in charge at that time. So, I would never say never. I mean, they made a pretty big stance and move on this, so it might be hard to backtrack on. With that said, if it's drastically crushing their sales direct, it might be something they'll consider. Yeah, I think it's super interesting because I think that was such a big question mark when you know all this news came out in early January and it was just a, a normal work Sunday for us. And then all of a sudden <laughs> we heard, hey, you know what? DVC is going to come out with this announcement that you know if you buy resale after X date, you can only use it to 14 and you can't use any anywhere new. So he's like, well, let's see what's going to happen with this. I mean, we kind of had a feeling the way it was going to go, um, but it even exceeded, I think, our wildest expectations of just how not only insanely busy were we during those two weeks with everyone trying to get their contracts in to beat the deadline so they could stay at Riviera if they wanted to. Um, but the bigger question mark was, okay, so what's going to happen after January 16th? Um, and the difference is we're honestly just as busy. We are just as busy. We are having record-breaking week after record-breaking week because like Marissa said, um, our best customer are the ones that do their research, the ones that take the time, maybe don't buy you know, something of such importance um, on a whim while you're covered in pixie dust, you know, which is what we like to say because it's those folks that all of a sudden say, well, let me do some research here. Hold on a second. Wait a second. So sure, if I buy resale, uh, I'm going to save 20 to 50% off buying direct and I could still use it at the original 14 Disney Vacation Club Resort so I could still book there. Oh, well, I guess if I ever wanted to try a new resort down the road, well, maybe I'll just rent out points at one of my original 14 and just pay cash to see if I want to stay at the Riviera one time. But I don't want to give up that home resort priority. I don't want to miss the opportunity of owning a resort that's not just the current resort that Disney's selling. That's the thing is, you know, with us, you're able to pick the resort that you need. Right? You're able to pick the resort and say, Derek, Marissa, the whole team, we love the beach club and we always want to stay at the beach club. And they told me that if I bought Copper Creek that I could use it to get into the beach club during the food and wine festival uh, at, at you know seven months out. 
And honestly, you may be able to, but it's a crapshoot. So for us to be able to sit with folks that have done their research and figure out what is going to be best for you, um, that's what makes us so successful is because we're not just selling them something that just happens to be new, is we're selling them something that's truly gonna help them vacation better. And if we can save them like 10 to 20 grand and let them do that, then more power to us. So yeah. And I think, I mean, for, I would say, we probably get 20 to 30% of the purchasers that buy with us who do go ahead and add on directly from Disney to get the member perks. Sure. They do find those important, maybe for values of the discount off the annual pass, things like that. Where I think people are gonna end up buying possibly more direct would be that add-on with Riviera to say, hey, I'm gonna get my resale points uh, or the majority of my points via resale and then add on that 75 with Riviera every other year I've got 150 priority there. So they still have access to the new resorts if they ever wanted to, and mm -hmm. then they get their perks too. So I, I, w I could see that definitely happening, especially with a lot of the families we work with that do end up doing that 75 point add on. Well, and one way, you know, is if you want to stay at my favorite resort, which is Saratoga Springs, you can always go to our friends over at dvcresalemarket.com. I'm looking at your guys' website right now. And uh, for a fraction of the price, like Derek and Marissa said, for if to say these new Riviera points are close to 200 a point, you know, 180, 190, 200 a point, you can get a 150-point contract just listed under site for $103 a point. I mean, it just, just listed for a February use year. Another February use year, 80... Uh, 86 uh i'm sorry 100 point contract uh for 104 dollars a point so you're paying almost 50 percent off less than what you'd be paying from disney and you could trade it to okay you could use it everywhere i guess i guess you would be able to use that at riviera now would you right if you bought or no 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 but you could use it at the other 14 legacy resorts so everywhere but riviera beach right. club polynesian you could use it on all those places. So that's just another, um, you know, option for everybody out there. So go see uh, Derek and Marissa at dbcbsomarket.com. Uh, I always, as a Saratoga owner, I always go and check it out, see if, you know, because I have that on items myself. So there's, you can never have enough points. You know? <laughs> so, you can yeah. never have enough points. I've had mine since 1999. I have like 170 points or something. I'm constantly borrowing for 20 years. I literally don't have any points because I just booked that one night at the Polynesian. I booked it a few weeks ago and I just happened to go online and say, you know what, let me see what's online. The, the kids are off school on Friday of spring break. So let's maybe see what's open. We're like, oh my gosh, there's a room at the Poly. Should we go ahead and book it for a night? And we'll just go and play in the pool and go go to the parks and whatnot. And I always have to remind my kids, and this is for every parent out there, that whether you buy direct, whether you buy with us, it doesn't matter. But having this membership honestly will change your life so much because I remind my kids and they're 10 and 14, two boys, I go, listen, if mommy and daddy weren't smart enough to buy this all the way back in 1999, we would not be going 20 minutes down the road paying 700 bucks a night to go stay at the colonies. <laughs> it would not happen. But when you got those points, you're like, oh, you know what? Click it, book it, and we're all done. So yeah, again, that's what it comes down to, just making memories. And again, when you talk with us too, we're happy. If it turns out that it, it honestly is better for you to buy direct, then by all means, we'll give you great contacts of you to buy direct. But we just want to be able to answer your questions and A, see if membership is right for you and see which path is going to be best for you. That's why we love it. Yeah, these guys are great. If you're enjoying listening to this show, imagine actually speaking to them one-on-one -on -one about buying an interest in DVC. And, you know, so yeah. it'd be easy to write a checkbook. I get to talk to Marissa for hours every day and it is pure joy. joy from top to bottom. <laughs> so we've had a, a pretty good discussion on Disney's Riviera Resort. Do you guys have anything else to add about uh, 
what you think we're going to expect or what's the vibe around Orlando or the greater central Florida area about this property yeah. coming back online? Give now, any thoughts? Honestly, we had talked about this today, me and Marissa and Nick, um, and we were like, you know what? Yeah, there's a little vibe about the, the Riviera, but honestly, it's called two words. It's called Star Wars. That's it. It is consuming everybody's <laughs> life down here. And someone told me that they said on Thursday that they're announcing an opening date for for Galaxy's Edge, I, I don't know if you guys heard that, but that's so. Yeah. Twitter, so Twitter is going to break on Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Basically, this determines my June trip to uh, to California. Oh it's, man, that's right. It's gonna be. I was reading, and I'm sure you guys have too, because again, it's just such a big news story down here that you know, anytime they do helicopter shots flying over, so it's just part of our culture right now, waiting for this place to open. And it's when you read those reports that they did out in California. I think I read a really great one in Entertainment Weekly where they just talked about what it was like. And again, these are people on like a media preview where it's not going to be where there's eight million people crammed shoulder to shoulder. So. They were just making it sound like it's just the greatest thing in the world that, you know, grown men and women are bursting into tears at the sight of the Millennium Falcon. Oh. Like, oh my God, like, I just can't wait. It's just, it's gonna be amazing. Amazing. Marissa, are you a big Star Wars fan? Oh, well, <laughs> I've seen every Star Wars movie, so that's pretty big for me. That's um, more than Joe. I have... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one down. My husband hasn't <laughs> seen any of them, so that our, we have a family divided. Not to say like I'm the biggest fan, but my cousins were huge fans, so I kind of grew up as like their little like friend who watched them with them. Um, I do have a pair of C3PO shoes, so nice. I would like to say that I'm I know enough to get by. I did a lot of Star Wars cruises. So I had to learn a lot just to fit in. I didn't want to be the odd one out. Derek right. actually had to fill me in on a lot on my first Star Wars cruise, uh, but I learned. So I'm going to be hanging out with your husband then. So. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Mike, are you, uh, are we, we know Jeff is excited about Star Wars. Mike, how excited are you for a Galaxy's Edge? Oh, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. I, I already booked uh, November or December. And then hopefully it lands on one of those days so I can try to pick out my 60-day fast passes if they're not going to be paid. 60 days fast passes. But uh, I'll be there. I, I will be there opening day. I I love Star Wars. It's like my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely going to be a uh, an interesting summer slash fall with announcements. I Between Riviera coming online, I'm a big DVC geek. I love the resorts. I probably like the resorts more in the parks sometimes. Uh, here, the sky, here, here. the sky. Yeah, I mean, I love my. I could literally just go to a resort and just hang out and even go to the parks. Um, you know, the Skyliner. I'm cu really curious to see how that's going to work out. Either it's going to be awesome or really bad. I mean, it's either going to be one or the other. Um, <laughs> and also at Galaxy's Edge, it's going to be the anticipation of California coming online and then everybody bursting at the seams for Orlando to open. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting year. I'll tell you that much. It's going to be exciting as as a Disney fan. And I'm looking forward to it. Hey, so, you, uh, you know, that's all we did, I got. Well, you know, we didn't bring up is um, I, I'm curious to get their viewpoint of. Um, uh, I noticed in the news about Riviera, it said you can do the week long bookings. Um, I think that's kind of like Alani did. What, what, what's your guys' take on that? So they did, they started with Alani. They actually did it for every resort after that, but you never hear anything about it. So the guaranteed weeks, they're, if you're looking to always go the same week every year, it's honestly, it's a no-brainer if you're going to buy points anyways, because basically it guarantees that spot without you having to get up at 8 a.m. on your 11-month priority and book it. 
you always know you have it. So it's a win-win. Usually you have to pay a bit more for that week is typically how it works for like, let's say a week in a studio is 170 points. If you bought a, that guaranteed week in a studio, it might be 185 points for that week. So there's a premium attached to the point usage. But again, for the peace of mind of knowing you always have that spot and you're always going, then it's totally worth it. It, it worked out probably best with Alani because it's a destination resort. So there's families primarily from like the West Coast who go to Hawaii the same week every year. For Disney, it's a little bit different on Disney World property because a lot of people like the benefit and flexibility of staying at all the different Disney World locations, which is why you hardly ever hear about it at the other resorts that they actually offer it for. You know, a lot ah. of, and a lot of events are not in Disney or not, Disney World are not guaranteed the same week every year. Like for example, a marathon weekend moved to a, a week later this year. I know Mike yep. said that affected you with running it. You know, yep. there's different events, food and wine. I mean, they keep expanding it. You know, it's like so if you always want to be there <laughs> the first week of food and wine, you buy that specific week at like you know at this at a resort, you might that not, might not be the first week, and it might expand right. it or move it to a different day. So you never know what Disney world so I, yeah i definitely agree with marissa i believe that you know it probably works better for alani or even a hilton head island if they even offered it there hilton head or you know vero than, yeah. than, than, than in disney world proper but anybody else got anything to add for uh tonight's show with riviera no no, no i'm excited I, I to tweeted, try the wine bar yeah <laughs> of course i tweeted the and I, i'm workers. You're going to wear yeah. your repio shoes to the wine bar, Marissa? Yep. Yep. <laughs> On <Sweet>. May 4th. <laughs> nice. No, I tweeted about this, and, I, and I'm serious. I The Skyliner is going to make or break my decision on um, on Riviera. I mean, w we would probably purchase here. I mean, we're, we're uh, almost getting ready to be empty nesters. So, I mean, the, the two-bedroom um, studio, I mean, two-person studio is probably right up our alley, but... Uh, but n seriously, I, I, and I'm not talking about the fear of the Skyliner. I'm just talking about the uh, the whole experience. You know, how long it takes to access and right. the you know if it's yeah. pounded with a lot of people or whatever. That back entrance for Epcot, how packed it's gonna get. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. That's going away. That was one of my favorite things of walking over from the boardwalk because that's my home resort. Yep. And walking I hope they right. And it's like a ghost town over there. I mean, it yeah. was always completely empty, and it was like this little secret path that all of a sudden you're on the <laughs> bridge, walking to France, and it was like now all of a sudden there's gonna be dropping off ton of people and all that right. yeah no, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a mess <laughs> it's, it's, it's not gonna load fast enough i mean i've watched people oh. try to get on a monorail and it's like no and it's, it's such an amazing to me it's just for a company this big it's such a huge investment that that they're trying it in such a big way right off the bat as right. opposed to like maybe trying it hey let's try it from point a to point b let's see how that works but they literally went all right, we're going to go from A to B, then cross over to C, then have C cross over here, then Star Wars is going to move over here, we're going to move it over here. Like, what are you going to do when... Well, they're, they're pushing the chips all in on this one. I mean, and right. they, they cleared out a lot of trees for this, and they, they put these poles deep into the earth, and God yeah. knows what else. So right. We lost yep. sight lines because of these things, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. So. Yeah, right. sure. But uh, but one thing is, uh, Jeff, it's, uh, it's, it's that time of the show. It's time for... Uh, this week's uh, Best Bet with Saratoga Joe. So you want to go ahead and uh, cue uh, the call to post?
All right, thank you, Jeff. It always uh, makes me uh, excited to hear when it's post time. So this week's uh, best bet with uh, Saratoga Joe is uh, when uh, you're booking at the uh, Sense of Spa, Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, which I'm surprised, though, that Riviera did not put a spa in, mm. considering you know how elegant and nice they're making this resort. Why didn't they add a spa to it? But we'll have to see if they maybe add that later on. Yeah, but that, uh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Sar- Saratoga and... Uh, Grand Floridian are the only two ones with official Disney spas, you know, on property. I mean, you still got the ones yeah. over at the Swan and Dolphin. Um, but yeah, so, but if you book at Sense of Spa at uh, Saratoga Springs, uh, if you do go with uh, your significant other of the opposite sex, uh, if you do like a couple's massage or any kind of code massage, uh, one thing that my wife and I experienced when we were big massage people is if you go book at the Grand Floridian, um, when you do your a couple's massage or together but when you're done and you want to use the rest of the amenities uh you're actually separated the grand floridian has separate relaxation rooms for men and women so if you're there on a honeymoon or like a romantic evening or romantic uh afternoon with your wife or, or husband and you want to relax after your massage and have your after massage drink or you know they always have a little fruit in there the, uh, the nuts you could snack on you do it separately at the grand floridian which never made any sense of why they did that however at saratoga the room is the uh, relaxation room is together, so you can actually lay together and relax and enjoy your, your glass of champagne or your beer and, and your, your fruit or whatever you have afterwards. So that's something to keep in mind when you're booking your spa appointments is to uh, if that is something that means something to you, which huh? it does for us because if I'm having a couple's massage, I want to relax with my wife. I don't want to be in a separate room by myself. <laughs> so so much right. money. So if you like your spouse, book the one at Saratoga. Yeah. <laughs> right. Book the gotcha. Hold on, just let me know. If you want to be, you know, have time away from your spouse, and Grand Floridian <laughs> is your spot. So uh, that's just my best bet this week. Uh, I is like the relaxation it. rooms with, uh, you know, want to be with your spouse, Saratoga? Want to be away from your spouse? Have your long time? You want to go to Disney's Grand Floridian, the sense of spa there. So uh, that's all I got. Uh, so let's go around the, uh, the virtual table here and see where everybody can be found. Um, Marissa, where you, where can you be found? I can be found, um, like my email. Yeah. Your Twitter handle, email, wherever you want. Ah, to okay. So you, for anybody who has questions on DVC or resale, easiest thing is to email me. It's just my name, Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A at DVC resale Derek, where can you be found at? I can be found shockingly similar enough, but just at Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at dvcresalemarket.com and you can always usually find Marissa and I uh, on live chat. So we offer live chat, which is if you log onto our website, dvcresalemarket.com in the lower right button, there's a live chat. So if you're not able to actually pick up the phone and talk to someone at work, you can do live chat. So we'd love to be able to chat with you then. And you know what, if anybody decides that this is right for them and they wanna make an offer on a listing, we are happily gonna walk them through the whole process, but we also wanna attribute your great show so in that comment section, when you make an offer, please be sure to put in there and put, we heard you on this podcast. Make sure you put that in there because we definitely want to be able to let you guys know uh, how great your audience is too. And if you're bored at work, you could just go on there and just say hello to them during the day. So and I'm sure they would be happy to say hi to you. So. you just put Marissa down as your agent or put Derek down and then put this show's name down in there. Make sure you do that uh, because you guys have such a great audience. The last time we came on, we had such great people that came on chat and sent us emails and actually joined the club and added on. So it was really, really great. And I think after everything you've talked about today, I don't think, honestly, I can't remember, and I've done this for about 20 years, I can't remember a more exciting time to be 
um, a Walt Disney World fan, you know, and not only that, there's just so much stuff coming. So it's just a, a great, great time to, to be alive and immersed in the magic. Mike, where can, uh, where can people find you on the uh, Twitter universe? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Years of Happiness. Always posting uh, pictures and daily comments all the time. Uh, Mr. Jeff Williams, where can you be found at? I'm at Braindead92 on Twitter, and I'm kind of workshopping a new project. It's a, uh, it's kind of like a mobile spa for the Skyliner. I think it might just work. <laughs> I like it. Massages, <laughs> you know, whatever. Foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Mike, where can everybody find us? Where are our show handles at? Because I never get them right. <laughs> Mike, do you remember we're, them? Oh, uh, oh, at the Mickey Dudes, um, at the Mickey Dudes uh, on uh, Twitter and the Mickey Dudes podcast on Facebook. Okay, because I always get those wrong. So make sure you go over and uh, visit uh, Marissa and Derek over at DVCResaleMarket.com. They're great partners with us on the show. Without them, we could not uh, we could not do this. Also, don't forget our other partners over at Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company. They got always have uh, specials going on over there. Uh, right now, they have Mickey's 90th Blend is available. California Grills uh, Blend is available. All of your favorites from the Disney parks can be found over at Joffrey's.com. Um, they're a great. They've been a partner with us for a long time as well without dvc resale market or joffrey's uh, we, we cannot do this uh, we have a great time so we have fun putting out shows for you guys make sure you go ahead and support uh the people that support us we'd really appreciate that so you can find me on twitter at joe quat uh, you can find me on uh, instagram same thing joe quat and uh over also over at the uh, resortloop.com dvc roundtable uh, discussing other dvc topics over there because that's all i love to talk about is dvc so uh but that's it for today's show we hope you uh you guys enjoyed it and uh as dave Koch would say uh, have a magical evening You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.